This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You're listening to The Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, Carl Miller. This month's sponsor is Central Virginia Flooring, a local family-owned business located at 7621 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg. Stop by their showroom today to view their large inventory of in-stock materials, including luxury vinyl plank flooring, otherwise known as LVP. They're open Monday through Friday and weekends by appointment only. Contact them today at 434-439-4140. Central Virginia Flooring, let them be your guide to beautiful new floors in your home. Today we're talking about how to sell your house for top dollar in the wintertime. We're here today with Marketing Director for Carl Miller Realty, Lindsay Morell. Welcome, Lindsay. Hey, thanks. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. This Almost new 2017 custom home located on one acre in Campbell County features an amazing kitchen and open floor plan with a big paved parking area with option to add a garage. This house has a really large kitchen and open floor plan. It has a split bedroom floor plan with the masters on one side. It has a beautiful walk-in shower, oversized shower with no door, which I kind of personally like. It has a full finished basement. There's a dedicated office space. It's a little bit of a rural area. It's on a cul-de-sac street. It's about 25 minutes south of town, and it's on the market today for $349.9. It was built just a few years ago, has a total of over 3,000 square foot, and it's a really good buy. If you don't mind living south of town, being in the country a little bit, it's got a Gladys zip code. So if you want more information on that, check out our website, carlmillerteam.com. I'm sorry, carlmillerrealty.com. We rebranded recently, Lindsay, and I'm still getting we used did. to the realty it's side It's a big change. It is a big change. Yeah. That website will get you there, but we officially have changed our website to carlmillerrealty.com. So we're speaking today with Lindsay Morell, who came on board with the Carl Miller Realty in 2020. Thanks for joining us today, Lindsay. I'm glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and and what your role is here in our company. I am from Florida and I moved up to Virginia for college and kind of stayed around since then. And I've worked at a few nonprofits doing graphic design and project management and marketing. And so came on the team in July as marketing director and it's been been great. It's been a lot of fun. And and earlier this week, one of our clients walked into the office wearing a Florida Gators, no, Florida State shirt. Yeah, one of those. One of those. Are you a sports fan too? or not really? I'm not, but I like to support all of them in Florida only. That makes sense. Well, you came on board our company. COVID kind of affected you like many Americans Mm -hmm. earlier this year. You had a a bit of a job transition and you were looking and uh, somehow we connected. I can't remember how we connected exactly. I think um, Bison. Bison printed. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, one of our vendors that we use for our office. Shameless plug for uh, Bison Printing. I know. Bedford, They're great. Uh, but one we of the sales them. reps there made a connection between you and I. Mm-hmm. You came on and interviewed, and we brought you on board. And I tell you, it's been a really, really good ad. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a crazy time it, transitioning to a new building, new office. Yep. It's been great. Yep. Yeah, you came on board when we were still at the uh, at our very small office. We were moving into the new building mm-hmm. on Timberlake Road. And for those of you that don't know, we, we created this really large house and converted it into an office space which has been pretty fantastic for our team. And yeah. we've really enjoyed having our own offices and 
room to expand. And it's been awesome. So you're you're here today because you do the marketing for Carmel Realty. And, and I'm just, again, so excited to have you on board and give you a perspective here. And I think it's important to remind listeners that as you're thinking about selling a home, our goal is to always give top dollar to the sellers in the, in the midst of selling a house. And so there's some things we can do to help with that, to make the value as strong as possible. And we hear a lot of times the location, uh, the mantra in, in real estate, location, location, location. That's an unchangeable aspect of a house. If you have a home, or a property you're trying to sell, the location is set. We can't change that. So there's some things in real estate that you just can't change. One of them is location. One of them is the architectural style of the house. There's other aspects like the topography of a property, who your neighbors are and the appearance of their properties for better or for worse. Sometimes neighbors will help enhance the value of your property <laughs> and inversely they can detract from the value of your property. So as a seller, what we want to focus on is not necessarily the unchangeables, but what we do want to focus on is what we can control in order to sell for top dollar. And so that if you boil it all down, it really comes down to two things that a seller can control. And that is the condition and the price of the home. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk to Lindsay about maybe four things that we can focus on that sellers can focus on in order to get top dollar. I mean, I think you've talked about this before, like with it clean and smelling good. That's yes. huge. Yeah. If you walk into a home and it doesn't smell good, yep. it's not great. It's not, not a great. great first impression. <laughs> yeah. So there's basically four things we want to hit today. Clean and smelling good, neat exterior, fresh paint and floors, and then the major items addressed. So we'll, we'll jump mm -hmm. right in. Yeah. The clean, clean, clean sells. You know, yeah. it's it's amazing how I go into houses sometimes that are, even though they're dated, if it's clean and it's mm -hmm. spotless. And just think of, well, this doesn't work for everybody, but one of my grandmothers kept a house that was just spotless all the time. Yeah. My other grandmother, maybe not so much. But if it's just clean and it smells good, like even a house that's mm -hmm. dated, it just makes a huge good impression on a buyer. You're not thinking about having to go in and clean a house and paint it. Right. You're just cleaning it. And mm -hmm. also, if there's any pet odors or anything yeah. like that, that can be really difficult for a seller to overcome, especially mm -hmm. if you're selling to a non-pet. I'm thinking of pet owners. And uh, if you're mm -hmm. selling to a non-pet owner, especially with a lot of allergies and things like that, right. that can be an immediate turnoff. Mm -hmm. So just get the house clean. And it's worth even paying a uh, detailer just to come in and just really give the house mm -hmm. a very, very deep cleaning before putting it on the market. So get your house clean. Make sure it doesn't have any bad odors. Make it it smells good. Those little fresheners you can get to plug into the wall. Citrus, that's the flavor. Citrus is the is the way to go. Don't get anything that's too overpowering. But uh, even the high end luxury hotels will put citrus odors in into our citrus uh, enhancers into their wall sockets. So uh, that's the way to go for clean. Number two is having a really neat exterior. And and the reason I talk about this a little bit, we'll talk we'll talk in the second half of our show about photos and the impressions on the internet, Lindsay, which is your department and our mm -hmm. team here. But you only have one chance to make a first impression in person. I will say that the first impression is usually online, but as a buyer, a potential buyer or a buyer's agent drives up to a home and walks into the door, that first impression is critical. You have one chance to make it. So I would just say, make sure the driveway shows good. You have clean lines. You know, if it's a paved driveway, make sure they don't have grass growing up through the cracks and you've got, you know, maybe you've got a mulch or a rock bed or if nothing else, just edge that, uh, the, the driveway edge really good. Uh, we're getting into wintertime now, but in the summertime, it's really important to have the grass trimmed. Throw down some fresh mulch in that front and the flower beds or fresh rock to make sure it looks really good. A front door, a storm door that looks excellent is really important as well. You want to take away the objection points here. And if you think about a buyer, a lot of times is hanging out by the front door while the realtor opens up that lockbox. They're looking around for things. So pressure wash off your gutters. Make sure the front is in a very attractive condition and it's neat and it's clean and make a really, really good first impression. Because when a buyer sees the house, if it makes a good first impression, then you're halfway there. If they're saying wow before they enter the front door, you're halfway there. Yeah. So so the other thing we can do is fresh paint 
and fresh flooring. Those are two areas you can spend time and money on and be assured of an immediate return on investment. I like to tell buyers uh, that paint in a can or you know, even sellers, paint in a can is worth $30, but paint on a wall can be worth $2,000. Because I think if nothing else, I call this a little bit the HGTV effect. Buyers like to buy a move-in ready house and buyers buy what they see, mm-hmm. not what can be. So as a seller, go ahead and, and put a little bit of investment in, paint the walls if they're scuffed up. And flooring is the other thing that makes a huge um, impression on buyers. Because if you have new floors and they know they can move right in and don't have to do anything, that is a big selling feature because floors in poor condition intimidate a lot of buyers. And it's a, it's one of those changeables and you'll always get at least your investment but at least by at least 50% or more. Would you tell people to paint their walls like a neutral color if they have really vibrant colored walls? Yes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it is important to tone down a color. You know, we see a lot of houses that have sports themes in their basements or maybe in a child's room. They're the Florida State fan. And nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that at all. And again, a home should be personalized. I'm not against at all painting your house, making it personal to you. But when you're going to sell, you have to almost put yourself in the buyer's shoes mm-hmm. and think of it as being coming a model home as opposed to your home. Because think about it, if you walked in, if you're a buyer and you walk into a home and if you're a Florida State fan and they have the walls painted in Miami colors, or let's use Virginia, Virginia Tech here in mm-hmm. South Central Virginia, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It can almost be a turnoff, or at least you're making a joke about it. But you know, if you're moving in that house, you got to change it. <laughs> so it's almost best just to neutralize all of that mm-hmm. before you put it on the market. And, and again, it's a little bit of time and money and effort to do that, but you'll get that return back as a seller. And then fourthly, the major components of the house. So this is where you get into things like the roof, the exterior siding, the windows, maybe the HVAC. If you have a water protrusion issue in your crawl space or your basement, those are pricey items. And unfortunately, you probably won't get your immediate return on investment. With all those first three things with the clean, neat exterior, fresh paint and floors, you get your money back plus some. These major items, you probably won't get all of it back. And unfortunately, an appraiser is not going to appraise your house for $10,000 more just because you put a new $10,000 roof on or you maybe you did a HVAC system in your house. But the marketplace values that and your house will sell faster and for higher dollar. Although I will say that those capital improvements, you'll probably get somewhere between 40 and 75% of the actual cost back. But without doing those items, the house can sit for a long time. They become objection points and maybe even the house won't sell for nearly what you could get if you were to just go ahead and make those replacements. Lindsay, you you kind of have been with us now for about what four months? Is that right, give or take? Yeah, you bet, yeah. Then. And so you you've you've even though you're not actively involved in the direct selling of the house, mm-hmm. you you see the stuff coming across their desk, mm-hmm. and you get to see the pictures, and you're doing a lot of the promotional work. Is there anything you would add to that conversation? Just to, did you see and just in working with sellers and working with buyers in our in our yeah. office so far that you would add to that list? Yeah, I feel like the houses that we've seen selling quickly do have all of these things pretty much covered. Like they're if they're not you know fixer uppers and mm-hmm. they're pretty turnkey like they have neutral walls and they have some updates but it, it always looks clean and bright and inviting like you could picture yourself being in their home which is what you want you want to feel like that's a place that you can come home to and not somebody else's house when you're buying one i think that's a real succinct summary is that when you're a seller you want to be able to promote your property in such a way that the buyer can see themselves living there mm-hmm. and i think that's probably mm-hmm. at the end of the day what we're all after here we're speaking with uh, Lindsay morell she's a marketing director of carl miller realty when we come back we'll talk about the importance of pricing and learn from Lindsay some other the importance of good presence online so we'll be back in just a minute We're back 
back with The Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, Carl Miller. If you're just tuning in with us today, we're here with Lindsay Morrell. She's the marketing director for Carl Miller Realty. And in this segment, we're talking about the importance of pricing a home correctly and why having a great first impression is critical in marketing homes today. We've been talking kind of about sellers and how we can get top dollar for the house. Some of you have asked recently about my background and if I'm from around here. And the answer is yes. I was born in Virginia. I was actually born in Augusta County. And when I was five years old, my parents moved to Campbell County, about 12 miles south of Rustburg. I'm the oldest of five kids. I grew up on a dairy farm where my parents instilled in me at an early age and not by my choice, but the value of working hard and just, and also just being a person of your word. Um, you know, when you're on a farm there, it's a rural market. There's, there's a lot of uh, hard work going on and, uh, my dad wouldn't tolerate any excuses. Uh, so I think a mantra of no excuses was instilled, was instilled in me at an early age. You know, one thing about farm life is those cows need to be milked twice a day, even on holidays and days when you don't feel like it. And, uh, the fact is, is that work is never ending and it just simply has to be done. So that was, that was my background. And some people think that farm life is really glamorous for me personally. I just hated it. I hated the farm work as a teenager. I couldn't wait to get off the farm. And when I was 16, I started started working in construction part-time. and uh, But today I appreciate my upbringing more than ever. And I understand now as an adult, just how those life experiences I went through as the oldest of five children and working with the crops and caring for the livestock, just along with interacting with customers. We had a little strawberry farm that started out small and grew into three acres eventually. And so folks would come down to the farm to pick strawberries in the 90s. Those experiences really shaped who I am today, which is fundamental core values in my business. And one thing I know that the principles that customers valued 50 years ago today in business, they value today. And those same principles will be valued by the marketplace 50 years from now when it's 2070. And I just love the opportunities that America offers. I love entrepreneurship and business. And even though I grew up broke and poor, and there is a difference, maybe we can talk about that on another show. I'm really grateful for the life lessons I learned uh, growing up on the farm. And I'm extremely grateful today to live in a free country where at its core, it's rooted in the belief that all men and women are created equal and are granted the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So a little bit about my background and we can explore those topics a little bit more at another time. But Lindsay, you're here with us today, uh, the marketing director at our firm. Talk a little bit about why when we're listing a house, great photos and the presentation of those mm-hmm. photos are so important in marketing houses for top dollar today. Well, I think it's pretty obvious that we are so consumed by social media. So we are just bombarded with images all day. And so you want your images to stand out against other people's pictures of their homes. Mm -hmm. And so when you're getting ready to sell your home, we want to be able to have it staged and clean and ready so that the pictures that we get look the best that they possibly can because we want people to see them on our page, want them to see them on the MLS and stop and look at them and be able to see themselves in your home. And like they're imagining their family in the kitchen, they're imagining their kids playing in the living room. And so you want them to not just see your stuff. Mm-hmm. We want them to see your home for mm-hmm. what it is. So it's definitely important in today's culture, especially to make sure that it's giving a really good first impression of your home. Because if they see a picture and it doesn't look great, they might not want to come and see your home in person. So if we can get them interested so that they want to bring the realtor to your home, that's a really good first step. And hopefully that will make them want to put an offer in on your home and get it sold as quickly as possible. So I think pictures are super important. And we have great photographers, so we usually always get great photos. So 
I can't think of a time we haven't had good photos. So that's always great. And it goes along with what we talked about in the last segment of having a clean home, having a home that looks welcoming, kind of getting all of those super knickknack things out of the way Mm -hmm. and making sure Mm -hmm. that your home is the central focus of a photo. And and I think using good photographers is important because then we're getting pictures of the room and not maybe an awkward picture of somebody in the mirror in the bathroom, you know, like you sometimes see if you're looking through photos on Zillow or anything. (laughs) There's a whole website dedicated to awkward real estate photos, by the way. I don't know if you've seen that or not. I haven't, but I need to look at that. You you would appreciate it. It's a good laugh. Our office could use a good laugh. Yeah. So we should do that next week. I'll pull it. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, what you said is so true because 95% of buyers start their search online. You know, it used to be the newspaper or or even even driving neighborhoods. And and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that signs and yards are are bad forms of advertising. It's a good form of advertising. But that used to be the first impression of somebody literally driving by the house. If you put Mm -hmm. yourself back 25 years ago, that's how the first impression was made or there was a little ad in the newspaper. And and people read more back then Mm -hmm. and they would read all the scripts. And the script is still there. But you're right. I think people are very Mm -hmm. visually attracted to photographs. Yeah. And they might even be sitting outside of your home and like Google it really quick. Right. Like what it looks like on the inside. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do appreciate too what you said about the space because today's world, especially buyers are looking for a home that meets their needs. I think Mm -hmm. if COVID has done anything else, it's just really uh, emphasized the value of having a home that meets Mm -hmm. meets, uh, uh, the owner's needs. And Mm -hmm. so if you don't you need that office space or you need that extra bedroom or you need a basement that can be that is finished or can be finished off just to meet your your family's needs if you're moving you're going to make sure it's in there and so mm-hmm. those photos can just showcase that space to where it's a uh, wow this really works or ooh I don't want to see that right mm-hmm. so or maybe they're just questioning and they'll right. go and give it a second look because they're like, maybe this right. could work. Yeah, but, but you're right. I mean, you, you kind of get this familiarity mm-hmm. just by looking through the photos of the house to where it'll in- incentivize people to go see right. it. Yep. A good photo. Fo- you've already said this. A good photo is uncluttered and mm-hmm. you've already you've already alluded to that. And it's it is really important that if, if there's a lot of clutter in the house before you list a house as a seller, get the clutter out, even mm-hmm. if it means paying a couple months of storage fees, it is worth it and you'll get your money right. back. And if you didn't, I wouldn't be advising us to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about before the location, location, location for real estate purchases all the time. However, I'll say this, price, price, price is right up there with location. I was recently involved in a conversation with another agent from out of state and he had listed a house and this house was on a busy highway. I mean, big four lane highway, truck noise, traffic noise, right out the front door. And then in the back, to make matters worse, was a railroad tracks and very active railroad tracks. So you got this house sandwiched between an active railroad and a noisy highway. And when asked how in the world he was able to sell that property, this was what he said. He said, my seller just priced the house so low that the buyer couldn't even hear the highway or the train. (laughs) (laughs) So the point of that story, though, is that price really will overcome any of the objection points. So one of my biggest challenges, I'll say this as a broker, is just helping clients price their house correctly. Because you don't want to, you don't want to undersell it, you don't want to underprice it, but at the same time, you don't want to overprice it. But also, the only thing that you need to know as a seller is this: the market sets the price. The market sets the price. It's not the sellers. The sellers don't get to set the price. If they did, they'd all be very rich. And as their agent and broker, I would be too. (laughs) And not the buyers. The buyers don't set the price either. Market value in its purest definition is the price a buyer is willing to pay and the price a seller is willing to sell for. So if the seller gets it wrong, it'll ultimately cost them thousands. 
And if buyers get it wrong, you know, it, they won't buy a house. If they feel like every house they look at is overpriced, they're going to be frustrated quickly. But again, the market is a much, much bigger animal than what the seller's definition of what they need to get for their house. And I use that word need in quotes or what a buyer is trying to mm-hmm. stay at because the market and, and, and real estate is local. The market sets the price. So in today's seller's market, we all know it's a seller's market right mm-hmm. now. What's wrong with pushing the number on a listing price? What's wrong with taking a house and pricing it 10% above what the market is? And the simple answer to that question is time. You know, what, what happens with a house, the longer it sits on the market, if you, if you imagine that you have, a, you have a graph and you have a little graph and on the, on the vertical axis, the higher up that axis you go, is the is the dollar price the asking price of a house and on the horizontal axis shooting off to the right is is time it's every week every month that goes by so if you're a buyer and you see a house that's been on the market for three times that of what the average market time is what do you think the first question a buyer has Lindsay, is they're looking at that house it's been on the market for three months it should have been on the market for a month based on the other houses what do you think goes to a buyer's mind what's wrong with it what's wrong with it yeah yeah why hasn't it sold so that's, that's what happens. And so what happens is when a buyer looks at a house that's been on the market that long and going back to that axis and that grid, an overpriced home will eventually sell after it's been dropped several times. The seller gets frustrated. They drop the price. They drop the price. They drop the price again. But with that question and that fear that a buyer has, what's wrong with this house? What will happen is the buyer's going to come in and make an offer, but they're not going to offer what the list price is after it's been on the market 90 days. They're going to come in low. And what we find in my business, I've been selling real estate 15 years now, the longer a home sits on the market and the more time goes by, the lower that house is going to sell below what the market value is. And had that seller just simply priced it right from day one, just simply priced it where the market was, again, the market sets the price. They would have sold that house in the first 30 days in today's market, and they would have got full price or maybe even a little bit more. And inversely, for sellers, if you underprice a house and an offer comes in and it's underpriced, if you play the game correctly, all you have to do is just simply wait another day or two days or even three days and see what else hits and comes in. Because if a home is truly underpriced in today's market, the seller's gonna get other offers that are at or well above the ask price. But again, the market sets the price. And we, we had an example of a, of a house just recently that it was a little bit challenging to, to, to get the price right. Because when a house needs work, it's gonna sell for less than what the market value of the neighbor's houses are. And so we had a house recently in the Blue Ridge Farms community that we listed in Lynchburg. And it was a little bit difficult to, to sell or to price because it, it was a little beat up. It smelled like pets. The flooring needed to be refinished, had a lot of wallpaper that needed to be replaced, had a dated kitchen, but it had a couple of real strengths. It had a real nice level backyard. It had a real nice, almost new roof and it had new windows. So it was mm-hmm. some of the major capital things were nice and the unchangeable is about a good location and a level yard. Those were great, but the house was pretty beat up cosmetically. And to make matters worse, it it had a bit of a pet smell, like we talked about in the first segment. Yeah. So I knew that if we priced it right, it would sell. So we we ended up looking at the comps in the neighborhood would be about 160, but it was not, it needed $20,000, $30,000 worth of work to get it to that number. So we ended up pricing it at 123.9 and we waited four days. And we had five or six offers came in in that time period. And what happened was the market sets the price. A couple of buyers offered well above what that list price was. And at the end of the day, we ended up selling it for about, it was right over $11,000 more than what the list price was. So my point in sharing that story is if you as a seller underprice your home and you give it the exposure it needs, if it's underpriced, the market's going to reveal that and it's going to sell for more. 
Uh, we had another house that we listed. Um, this was in Brookville School District earlier this year. I think it was in May. And uh, we priced it, what I felt was pretty competitively, at two thirty nine nine. But the market said it was underpriced because we ended up selling it three days later for two forty seven nine. So we listed it for two thirty nine nine. But we had multiple offers, and as soon as word got out there was multiple offers, the buyer who ended up buying the house just raised their price because they didn't want to lose it, and they ended up paying two forty seven nine. So the marketplace will reveal if it's underpriced is the point of that mm -hmm. story. If you overprice it, though, nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. A month goes by, two months go by, three months go by. And the only way we can get that house sold is to start making pricing adjustments. Mm -hmm. And what we find is it'll sell much lower than it should have. And I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? It makes sense yeah. to me. Yep. So price it right. At the end of the day, if you price it to the market and you have your agent dial it in, just know with confidence your house will sell, provided that you prepped it properly. We talked about that already. Mm -hmm. And also, it is important that your agent taps into the network of relationships. And when I say relationships, other realtors, if, that, if your listing agent doesn't have a buyer for your house, then the other realtors in the marketplace do. And, and, and what's interesting is those agents... Just like buyers get an impression of your house, the realtors showing the house get an impression of the house too. And they'll recommend your house to other to other buyers they have, or they will not recommend it to other buyers you have. So it's important that you not only make a good impression on the buyers, but you make a good impression on the buyer's agents in the marketplace too. So just to recap, the unchangeables of selling are the location and the architectural style of a home. Don't get too stressed out about those, but do get the condition and the price right, and you'll be positioned to sell your property for top dollar. And if we can serve your specific real estate needs, we're never too busy for your introductions uh, to yourself or introductions to your friends or coworkers or family members who we can help, who are in the business of helping people just like we are. We are in the business of helping people get to where they want to go. What's the best way to reach us at our office, Lindsay? You're right. our marketing director. Yeah, you can call us. You can call yeah. us at 434-239-2394. And we're there Monday through Friday, so we'd love to take your call. Yep. Or you can follow us on social media or email us at radio at carlmillerteam.com. Carl Miller Team. And by the way, if you have questions for the radio that you'd like to have us answer or address in the future, yeah. we'd love to hear them. Lindsay's yeah, monitoring that there. email. Radio at carlmillerteam.com. Yeah. And the social media uh, posts that you see from our from our brokerage, that's uh, Lindsay's work. So if it looks good, Lindsay's the one who makes us look good in our it office. It looks so. bad. Lindsay, we always like to get to know our guests just a little bit. So I got a quick question. What is the best piece of advice you ever received? Yeah. Um, this is one I hated growing up, but it okay. has proven well as an adult. But my dad used to always say that early is on time. I think he did that because as like a teenager, I was always late and I was always making him late, which was very frustrating for him. But I've realized that early is better to be early than to be late to things. So there you go. as early an adult, is on early is on time. There you go. Yeah. And you were early to the station today too. I so was. Good See, stuff. My dad would be proud. Well, now it's time for the bizarre <laughs> real estate fact of the week. And now... The Bizarre Real Estate Fact of the Week. So Rent Cafe did a recent survey of Generation Z housing consumers, the oldest of whom are turning 24 this year. So, you know, Gen Z is the, the new growing force in the rental market and the real estate experts are watching these consumers closely for what they're ready to buy. So 62% of Gen Z renters say that smart home technology is extremely or very important to them. And high-speed internet is the most important feature Respondent cited to them, considering what, even more than considering the size or the parking or gym or laundry. 
It's high speed internet, number one, number one feature. And so features they love is smart home features like smart locks, smart thermostat, energy efficient appliances. They ranked very high on their list, even higher than extra space in the home. And the best way to connect with these uh, tenants and buyers, Instagram. Instagram's the number one way to contact them. So Lindsay, you're you're in the right place doing our Instagram mm-hmm. accounts here. <laughs> so if you want to connect with the uh, Gen Z housing consumer, Instagram and high-speed internet, those are the way to get to their hearts <laughs> today. All right. If you have a real estate question you want answered on the air, send your questions to radio at carlmillerteam.com or to any of our social media platforms. Thank you for tuning in to The Carl Miller Show, your local, caring, competent, and trusted advisor for all things real estate. Special thank you to our sponsor this month, Central Virginia Flooring. With a huge warehouse of in-stock floors, stop by or call their Timberlake Road location and let them make your house feel more like a home with beautiful new floors or increase your home's resale value. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you next Saturday for another morning of The Carl Carl Miller Show. And Lindsay, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Have a great week, everyone.